Hello and welcome to Feminism, the podcast for men, by men, for women. I'm Jamie Hoggart. And I'm Sam Martin. And to all my ladies out there, you've done a smashing job and we couldn't love you more. But for now, pop the kettle on and relax. We've got you. Welcome back, everyone. So good to be hosting you again. Lovely to be back for another episode of Feminism. How have you been, Jamie? Had a good weekend? Cheers, mate. I've been great. I've had a great weekend. Haven't talked about this yet on the podcast, I don't believe, but I actually am Britain's biggest football fan. Oh, this is actually, this is a very, very interesting thing. Bit of sports chat for you. Sports. Yeah. So please, Jamie, do tell us a bit about sport. So I'm a football mega fan. That's my sport. It's my ball of choice. Uh, the reason that I can claim confidently that I'm the biggest football fan of all is that I actually support every single football team in Britain. That's incredible. So that's a lot of football to watch then. So what would you say your average kind of viewing time per week would be? It's a significant chunk of the week. So it's not more than I sleep. I mean, it depends on the the season. But at the moment, I am watching more football than I'm sleeping. Wow. Uh, Nearly as much as I'm eating and nearly as much as I'm... You know, uh, I don't know how we've just agreed to describe it, but pleasuring, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Loud and clear, loud and clear. Um, So that is a lot. And when you were working your ATR weeks at ITV, you were still keeping abreast of all of the teams then? breasts! Jamie! Sorry. Yeah, no. I'm not even sure you can say abreast anymore, right? Because I thought we agreed that we shouldn't be saying it. No, you're absolutely right. Uh, We apologise. Please let us correct ourselves. Okay, how about we are staying a circles of the situation? Because that was the popular name for breasts on our Twitter poll. Yeah. Anyway, so you never thought of um, working on a sports show or anything? Or what's it called? Footy football? Sports? Uh, No, I mean, the thing is that... I think, yeah, I mean, a lot of, a big part of me thinks maybe I should be on these shows, but the truth of the matter is that every time I've asked, they have said no. Um, Even though I am Britain's biggest football fan, I do think that I'm a misunderstood. And when you contact a station and say that, you know, you you support every single team, they immediately judge you. What do you think that is, though? Is that the kind of classic tall poppy syndrome, football-wise? It's an insecurity thing. Yeah. Because... Most of these guys, they have a team. Maybe they have two teams, you know, one in a different division. And I think someone like me walking in, and I am a confident man, and as you know, I have perfectly coiffed hair. I I present as, you know, a powerhouse. And then to claim and explain that I I do support every team intimidates them. And I think that it's quite lonely at the top. You know, I feel good. Being the biggest football fan and I feel sorry for single club supporters, but I would like some company up here. It's emotional, Sam. You know, the last game I watched, like every game I was in tears, actually. You know, it was because of these Spurs, it was uh, (coughs) 2-0, 2-0 to Spurs. And uh, I mean, it it was a home game, White Hart Lane, and and we're the better team and we deserved it. Um, I expected to win. You know, and Spurs, you know, we've had an up and down um, league so far. So it was good to get that win and it was good to boost our spirits a bit. And I, I, I cried, actually. Being back at White Hart Lane with, you know, with my team was special. But um, but I did cry losing as well because, you know, Newcastle, we didn't score at all and we barely even tried. 
you know, there are no shots on target from our end. And uh, we've got all this new money behind us and nothing to show for it yet. And, you know, with all these cheering Spurs fans, including myself, it was it was hard. And it's hard for me to be chanting with my boys, um, you know, chanting the songs. You know, I'm singing with the lads. You know, we got our Spurs chants, we're having a good sing-along, having a good time, but I've got, you know, one eye smiling, one eye's got a tear. It's hard, you know. We lost. And we won. That is an absolute rollercoaster, mate. So, I mean, what else can I say? But, you know, congratulations. Thank you. And also, you know, commiserations. Thank you. What a great way to spend your time. I mean, me personally, like I am playing sport now. I've taken up. Yes. I've taken up netball. I'm playing with my local team. Yes. Um, I am a cis man in netball. That's a thing. Okay. Which has been it's been excellent for me actually. Um, they were the uh, the Laycock ladies, but since I've come in, we've actually you know we've changed that. We're now the Laycock lovelies. Uh, just to make room for... Oh, to make room for you? Yeah. So you have joined the local ladies' netball team? Yes, yes. It's um, it's an up-and-coming sport. I'm getting in at the ground level. I really feel that an elevation in netball is an elevation for womankind. Ah, yes. You know, so, in its entirety. So you want to elevate this female sport, the quickest way to do that is to get a man involved. Yeah. Then women's sport can have a touch of the magic that men's sport does and ultimately they can do better. Exactly. And this is almost like a Billy Elliot style tale. Yes. As you know, yes. the man who, like, I wanted to be part of this. Initially, I was, you know, they wouldn't let me play. I just wanted to play and they wouldn't let me play. And That's discrimination. Time, well, no, it's more to do with the fact that I don't know how to play. And uh, they thought that might not benefit the team, which hurt, but you know, I'm I'm a quick learner. Like, and I didn't wanna, I don't wanna dwell on that aspect of it. because like, they're all cracking lasses. But at the beginning, like it was difficult. But then I said to myself, okay, yes, I could walk away and find myself a men's cricket team. But honestly, I prefer netball. And I, uh, and I don't really get on with men. Oh, bless. But you know, if I walk away from that, how's it going to look when I'm on a podcast talking about feminism, telling women they can do right. whatever they want to do? If I'm not prepared to put myself out there and put myself in the centre of a woman's space, yes, then how are they going to feel when it's their turn to do that? I want to know that that's me showing my support. Yes, we can do anything. Like We can be anything that we want to be. And, if and I you're also be... not good at cricket is the other thing. Well, you know, yeah. If you are on my team in any sport... I would run a mile. I would complain. I would have a fit. I would refuse to play unless they got you to leave. And this is a way for you to get to play sport without... Because um, it is a girl's... It's a girly sport. It, it, well, you don't really need to do that well, much. Honestly, I could play it at walking speed. And I, I, Jamie, I think, I think you're, um, you're underestimating the kind of the physical and also the strategic skill that's needed in this. Like, it, it is a lot of pivot, pivot, pivot. But if you think about, yes, it, it is a women's sport, but however, netball is a team strategy game, much like uh, Hero Quest or Age of Sigmar. And uh, I mean, I would be an absolute asset to this team. You know, if they do at some stage let me play, have they not let you play yet? Not yet, but you know, as I said, like I, it's slowly, slowly catching monkey. I am, you know, I've worked my way in. They've accepted me into the team. So far, I'm still learning the rules. I had to be honest with them. Like, you know, I, we did a, 
a test where, you know, like we were trying to find out which position I could play. I told them goal attack. Yeah. I'm adamant about that. Okay. But so far, I have been sitting on the bench just advising, which has gone brilliantly. It has gone brilliantly. We're doing really well in the league. But I would love to actually get on the court at some point. So you haven't played yet. You're not good enough yet to play. Untested, I'd say. You're untested. Mm. So, so far, because presumably you change in uh, the men's changing room, right? Well, I, I change in the minibus. They all go off to the changing room. Okay, you change in the minibus. But then after that, I will go and put my back against the door of the uh, changing rooms just to make sure that no one's coming in or out without my say-so. So your participation in the sport has so far been being on the minibus, standing outside the changing room on guard and sitting on the bench. Yes, and also, but I do offer a very thorough critique of everyone's um, game afterwards. Right. So Feedback. I've got their ear in the minibus, you know, I can lean over from the back seat, I'm right in their ear, I can tell them exactly what I think they did right and wrong. You know, it's a good way for them to get to trust me because... You know, like, I am a strategic guy. I play a lot of Warhammer. I've seen, yeah. you know, like, I know how to win things. I'm a very, very competitive board game player. Yes. I am 100%. I've got my very eye on what everyone's doing. And, uh, you know, like, I'm I'm fairly sure, even if I never play, actually, on, on the court, yeah. that I will still be an asset to that team. Well, I mean, it sounds like you're not good enough at netball to be an asset on the court, but you're an asset on the bench and at the back of the bus giving feedback. And if there isn't a name for that role, there should be. Definitely. Maybe you're not goal attack, but you are... Maybe I'm bench advice. Exactly. You're bench advice. And honestly, mate, I don't think any of these women could do it without you. So, Jamie, I know last time we were having a bit of a chat about your TV career, how everything's yeah. going, your ideas. A lot of your um, your ideas are very feminist-focused. Yes. yes. So why don't we talk a little bit about, if you don't mind, if it's not top secret, we could talk a little bit about what you're planning on making and see if anyone has anything to offer up. Yes, so since my... Um, as some of you know, I was at ITV. I'm still waiting to find out if I can go back. Um, there've been some, uh, it's more of a sort of, they're looking back at my behavior and uh, performance and just work out if there's space for me still. And what's great about that is that I was being held back at the channel. There's a bit of, you know, there's a misogyny problem in television, a lot of objectification of, you know, very gorgeous bouncy lasses. And it was, I felt outdated and I was growing out of it. Mm. So if I do get found, you know, not guilty, but, you know, not, um, you know, that found that I uh, am not going back for whatever reason, I will take the opportunity to make the most feminist content in the world. The best feminism Amazing. TV ever. So it's win-win, really. It's win-win for women. And for you, I think. I think Yes, I... and for me. Exactly. And um, what I'm concentrating on doing is making the best TV idea in the world. So this week I've been working on another TV idea for the women, for the girls. Um, it's called Play It Safe. Ooh, safe in what sense? So it's sort of a game show. Two women are competing to win. Fantastic. Both of them have a team behind them who coach them 
about how to play it safe. These are four experts in women's safety. So each woman has a team comprised of a police officer, an ex-Marine, a bodyguard and a fashion stylist. And this is about how to keep themselves safe. So the police officer can say, you know, don't do this, do do that. The ex-Marine can teach them to toughen up. The bodyguard can teach them, you know, self-defense. And the fashion stylist can get them into a cool, feminine look that isn't asking for trouble, a longer hemline, a higher neck blouse. And then really the show is a sort of an obstacle course uh, with real live predators who usually, once you've served sentences, but, you know, have gotten out now and are looking for work and struggling. They have the skills. Yes, they have the predatory skills. And the women need to keep themselves safe for as long as possible. And the winner is the one who keeps themselves safe the longest. So the predators will, you know, go after the women and they find and remove a very intimately concealed tag. So sort of like tag rugby, but with someone's life and dignity at stake. Wow. So it's sort of like tag assault. And what's the ultimate thing? Is it so that the women learn to get from their place of work back to their dorm rooms? Well, so at the beginning, it's shot in a studio and it is really an obstacle course just to warm them up. But eventually we're cutting down from, say, 10 competing lasses to four to two um, and eventually there's a winner. And whoever whoever succeeds at that gets a cash prize. Um, In the studio watching, they have the teams. So they're saying, oh, look, she's doing that. You know, she's got her keys out. That's great. Or she's gone for a better lit area or, you know, I can't see her cleavage or whatever it is. They're sort of working out if their training has actually, you know, helped the woman. Um, Again, they're competing for cash prizes. This is insanely good. Thank you. I don't even know where to start. This is exactly the kind of thing that women should be taught. Yes. It's exactly the kind of thing. It's a public service. Yeah. It's empowering the women, you know, to not feel scared by taking their safety into their own hands, giving them the skills to deal with these predators. I can't think of a a better show to sit my children down in front of and tell them that these are the dangers. But these men are giving you the tools to keep yourself safe. Use what you have at your disposal, your big rings, maybe a hairbrush. Maybe you could carry one of those metal dog leads. And that way, if you hurt them, you can't be accused of carrying a lethal weapon. It's just a dog lead. So you'll get away with it. If that person wants to sneak up on you, they're going to face the business end of a dog lead. That's all I'll say. Thank you, mate. And like, every woman should know that. You've hit the nail on the head with your feedback. It's a very educational show. It's for a sexually developed Blue Peter audience, really. It's the next stage in your education. And I'm excited by it. I'm excited to teach these lasses a thing or two. And I'm excited, honestly, to save lives. I also think from doing the podcast that I should do the voiceover. So that's nice to have gotten this practice in. Your voice is amazing. Yeah, my voice is amazing. Can I just uh, do the opening because I've been practising? Yeah. Okay, um... Welcome to Play It Safe, starring lovely lasses, awful predators, and a fight for survival tonight. That is amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. It ticks all the boxes. So, um, we're going to talk a little bit about a huge topic for women that we haven't really covered yet on the show. 
this week we're going to tackle women and ageing and i'll tell you for why so i was quite upset this week oh i'm sorry mate yeah it was a bit of a toughie so i was at my yoga class juliet's womb yoga and there's an absolutely top top lady called katie who comes to these classes and we always go for a little chai tea afterwards and uh we were having a chat and there was a, a mirror or some kind of reflective picture frame or something behind there she looked in it and she said oh my god sam look at the bags under my eyes i look a million years old and did she i mean she cannot be more than 46 47 I mean, I don't know how exactly how old she is, but that's just uh, that's just where I place her. Um, and I just said to her, Katie, Katie, come on, you can't think of yourself like that. Why would you even say that? And she said, Oh no, I'm, you know, I'm just saying, I just feel tired, and I just caught sight of myself. My hair's all over the place, or whatever. And I was like, Katie, and was her hair all over the place? Well, I mean, we just on, we, she'd just been in a very deep meditation and womb yoga, so maybe her hair was a bit askew. But my take on it was like, I was, I just really wanted to jump in there and just really reassure her that you know, I don't mind right. if she's looking a bit old, I don't mind. So I just really want to get that message out there to these women that, you know, we're we're told day in, day out that they have to be young and they have to be beautiful. But, you know, is that really the case? Doesn't hurt though, does it? Do you, I mean... But I think you've really hit the nail on the head. You know, as per, she sounds like she's looking a mess, right? So real talk tonight, she sounds like she's looking awful. You know, she knew that she was messy, she knew that she looked old, she knew she was tired. I, I've always been clear, I never bullshit, I never bullshit the listeners. I'm not gonna sleep with you if you're not hot, okay? But you have options. And what you're saying is that you don't mind. So no, she wouldn't get to make love with me, but she could with you. And that's what I I want the caters of the world to know is, maybe you can't score with me, but there is always a sound. That's true. Okay, so getting near the end of our lovely show. I've actually got something I want to get off my chest. Yeah. And uh, it's a little bit of a, it's a bit of a tricky one for me, Jamie, because uh, I know that you were very uncomfortable with me talking about my cycle tracking. Oh yeah, checking my sister's necks. Um, I just wanted to just run something by you. Like, have have you ever had to tell Kat some really sort of bad news? Um, occasionally I've had to point out that I've done better at her at something. But I, I, I mean, I remember really enjoying that, so... Yeah, it's different. It wasn't a bad experience. It's not, because this thing is like potentially that I haven't done something better than her. Uh, but it's more like, is she... Like, did she get upset still, even though it was you done something better? Yeah, she was upset. And also because our mum does love me more than the only son, I think it was hard for her. Right, right, right. Uh, to be really honest with you, Jamie, like, I feel like I'm in a real bind at the moment because, like, I... Well, this thing isn't actually my fault anyway. So, as you know, I've been in charge of Cat's cycle. I've been tracking it. I have a little sheet that I fill in and I know from all the data that I collect various 
types of data when she is about to have her period, when she is premenstrual, and also, you know, when she's fertile. And that's my job to to log all of that data and to plan our love life accordingly. Um, but actually what's happened is um, Kat's kind of corrupted the data this month. So it isn't my fault. I've logged my discoveries diligently. The problem is that she and the girls started watching The Witcher. Never heard of it. Uh, it's got Henry Cavill in it. I don't know, it seems it's very popular with the girls. Anyway, they like watching it. And I did walk in and there was a scene where he was in the bath and uh, they were all very quiet. And I saw, you know, like I was asking, I, they, they all shushed me basically and no one was had any time for what I was saying. Oh my, that's horrid, that's Every not nice. Was, yeah, like not, not nice. But anyway, I'd forgotten about that because I guess like I was in a bit of a mood and I stomped off. But when I logged the data from the laundry basket the next morning, I think I logged, I logged it wrong. But in my defence, from watching The Witcher and seeing Henry Cavill in the bar, Cat had corrupted the data. It's just thrown everything off, secretions-wise. What happened after that, I'm not sure. But, like, after they watched a couple more episodes, Cat was insistent on bringing date night forward. It was all, you know, bath time and blindfolds. Um, well, actually, one blindfold for her, but you get the picture. Mate, I don't <sighs> think I want to know all of this. All right, all right. No, long story short, Pat <sighs> was supposed to have had her period. She's regular as clockwork. She was supposed to have her period. And we're three days beyond that. And now I'm worried that the numbers were off and Henry Cavill has got us into some hot water. Which, I mean, he literally did, what with the bath and everything. And I'm a bit worried that we're out the duff again, if I'm honest. Am I going to be a f- an uncle again? I don't know, actually. I am slightly concerned now that we've got ourselves into a situation, but if I tell her, she's going to say it's my fault, but I know full well it's not my fault. It's Henry Cavill's fault, is the first point. It's, it is Henry Cavill's fault. You know what? I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to panic. We'll just see what happens. Sit tight, stay in the shed, and hope for the best. I've got an idea. Open the lid of the toilet, right? Unhook the metal bit that makes the flush work. Give her lots and lots of water, orange squash. Get her to pee, but she can't flush. So then say, oh, don't worry, and go in and stick a pregnancy test in the yellow mark, and then you will be able to find out if she's pregnant without her knowing. And then, then you can break it to her when you're ready. I think that's a really good idea because there's no point in me worrying at the moment. Like, obviously, if I leave it too long, she's going to know. I think do the secret pregnancy test on her, get your ducks in a row and then break it to her when when you're ready. And by then, I'll have processed as well what it means to me to be an uncle again. And we can have our reaction planned and tell her what we think when we're ready. Yeah, you're right. Sit her down calmly. Yeah. And tell her. I think that's I think that's great, mate. You can't do better than that. Well then, I guess that's a excellent place to wrap it up. Thank you all for joining us on this wonderful journey that we are, you know, just we're just beginning, and we couldn't it's, be happier all along for the ride. 
you're about to rig your own toilet. The view, the listeners don't know what's happening. They don't know whether Kat's pregnant. They know before she does that she might be. This is very, very, very exciting. And it's a reason to tune in next time. So we've kept the audience very nervous and on tenterhooks, which I love. I love that too. God, we, I think we, we've really, we're really starting to nail this. It's been a great season. Um, we've shared a lot. You've probably learned a lot. Please don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Tell us how much you love the show. If you're a man, tell us everything you've learned. If you're a woman, tell us how well we're doing. We love to hear from you. And we want to know what you think, if those things are what you think. Tayree? Yeah? Before we wrap up, do you want to play a little game? Okay, what game? I can show you how I've been practicing netball. I want to show you how. This is what we're going to do. I reckon there is no way you can get this pen off me. Let's go. What do you, what do you mean? If you want to get this pen off me now, just try oh. it. Just give it a go. Let it go. Look, I've got the pen. Look, here we go. I've got the pen. You don't want to threaten me. I'm gonna... No, no, no. Go on. Go on. I'm going to... Gonna... No, no, no. Back, Jamie. Take a step back. Take your step back. <laughs> Jamie! Whoa! Mate! I'm on my neck. Go on my neck. I'm not on your neck, mate. I'm on your chin. You've got to take a... Let me get that. We can see that I've won. Yeah. We can see that I've won. Sam, no. can see that I've won. Yes, Jamie. Okay. That isn't that ball. No. Nope. Can see why you're on the bench. <laughs>